A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to another episode of WA Exposé, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. A question I often ask guests on this show is, what do you want to see in the Perth's art scene? This is a question that today's guest asked, analysed, and then put into action. An event manager, DJ, digital creator, they are the force behind some of the most highly anticipated queer alternative nights in Perth. I can guarantee you that if you have seen any of the previous guests of our podcast live, you've probably seen them hitting the cherry bomb stage. If you're listening to this podcast, you then you've at least interacted with today's guest artwork because they have designed all of the guest tiles, quote tiles, and the podcast artwork for the show itself. Of course, I'm talking about Georgia Sassenfeld. How are you? Oh, I'm good. That was cute. <laughs> I'm really bad with words, even then. <laughs> That's a really good way to start a podcast where it's all about words and yeah. talking. It's just like, I don't know words. Yeah, exactly. I've never spoken ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never spoken. <laughs> this is what a big is deal for me then, to <laughs> get somebody who's never spoken before on the show. Um, okay, so there's a little few more words to my one question. Um, because I really want to ask, why the Perth production scene for you? Well, good question. I guess it's from like way back when I started taking photos at HQ and that was quite fun. And then I got into a little band that started at school um, and I played a couple of shows and then I was like, mm, I don't think performing is for me. Oh, what, what do you think? Made you go like, no, it's not the stage. Um, oh, maybe just like being a performer and having heaps of people watch me. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like being a bit behind the scenes and yeah. doing all of that. So I was like, well, somebody's got to do it, doesn't it? Like, I'll go and do it. I love that attitude. It's just like, well, no one else is doing this. I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So from there, how the hell do you do it? Um, well, I'm very lucky in the sense that when I started taking photos at HQ, got really, um, good contacts with everyone, just became really good friends with all the bands and all the people that did all the stuff, yeah. uh, especially in the venue. And then once I turned 18, I was of like, course, all right. we never set foot in a venue before then. No, never. Um, then I went to Amplifier and started doing some stuff there. So... Um, I was like a promoter and then also a photographer. So taking photos of drunk people, that's so much fun. Take a photo of me, it's my birthday. Exactly. Oh my gosh, all, all the time. Yeah. Um, then I was promoting for uh, an event called Last Night, which is was a like punk emo party every week, Thursdays. Um, the specifics, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Thursday night kind of thing, super cheap drinks kind of vibe. Like it was the go-to for me at the time and like a lot of um, kids coming up from HQ as well and all the like local bands too. Um, so I did that and then 
the guy running it, uh, Benjamin Steele, he still works at Amplifier, Magnet House, Edison, and all that fun stuff. Absolute legend. Love him to bits. Um, basically, he was like, I can't really be bothered running this anymore. I've got, like, other ideas I want to do, other things I want to pursue. Uh, would you like to do it? Because you're, like, wow. the best fit that I can have. Wow. Um, I was like... 19 maybe at the time Jesus. I thought well what else am I gonna do <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot to be thrown into so we, did you feel quite chucked into the deep end from that point um a little bit yes but I was also low-key helping him out during the time so helping out getting all the decorations and mm. kind of like already seeing what he already did for work so and then also I knew all the staff there so they helped me out yeah with everything uh, basically just had it in the bag straight away and just went on from there. Um, I do remember one time I was like, oh, I'll take photos and manage at the same time on Halloween. I can do this easy. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Not a good idea. Too many things, <laughs> too many hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fully, fully, fully. I think I can multi multitask, then I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is why other people get work. <laughs> Instead of taking on like 17 jobs, it's like, oh, what if I could hire more than one person? Yeah, fully. But the entire Perth art scene is just in there being like, but if I do everything. <laughs> I can, yeah, just be my own boss. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then we all crumble. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, a couple of episodes ago we had M Burrows on who was like talking, who's an incredible musician, um, talking about like, and then I was creating music and it wasn't what was in my head. So I was like, why don't I mix and master it too? And it's like, just put on more hats. Yep. Why not? Just do it yourself. Why yeah, not? Do everything yourself and never ask for help and then wonder why you explode. Oh, 100%. 100%. Exactly. I've definitely gotten better with that. So I've got like now at the moment I've got people helping me out doing all sorts of things. So that's super handy. Uh, but at the time, yeah, definitely not doing both at the same time. Um, and then after that, uh, I just really liked doing it. I was the event was run by Destroy Alliance. Yep, that does touring for like insane big bands all around Australia. Um, they just really helped uh, get me the opportunities to do that. And then I also started doing the artwork for the events. And then I did the artwork for their events over east. Then I started working like helping bookings over east as well. So like just little bits here and there wherever they needed it. Um, and then I just really liked doing that. So I was like, all right, I'll keep going on. Um, but then I think after a while at Amplifier, we stopped doing last night there. Um, mainly because uh, they had this big t-shirt scandal at the time. Ah. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but basically. Oh, I just, know, but I want you to tell everyone. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Okay. So I, I love Amplifier and the stuff. Uh, now, by the way, like this is no, um, what's the word? See, th then I'm like, what are words? Shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shade towards them. They're, they're great. Um, basically, one of the um, managers at the time said that the women have to wear uh, like particular shirts and then the men have to wear their particular shirts. So the difference in the shirts was it was just a like a kind of a deeper cut, like the women's cut. And then the men's had their men's cut. Yeah. So um, something that would, oh, this is going to sound so bad, something that would amplify people's cleavage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that laugh was so forced. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, exactly though. Um, like if people want to wear that, that's cool and all. Um, if they don't, they should have a say in, you know, just wear the other amplifier shirt, right? Or the yeah. other shirt. Um, 
but the manager at the time was going from what the big bosses are telling them and they got to, you know, put the word down. Basically, no, you can only wear this and this. Um, I was lucky in the sense that I didn't even have to wear those shirts. I was like uh, a substitute teacher in a way. I can wear whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Subcontractor to the subcontractors. So I'm just going to roll in and roll out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I heard all about this and obviously it, it got really big at the time as well. Yeah, it snowboarded pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, like right before then, I can see why they said it. However, I don't agree with doing that <laughs> um, for yeah. the main fact because at the time uh, some of the staff were wearing shirts a bit too big and it would look like they have no pants on. Ah, so it's right. just like kind of a more professional outlook for the uh, bar. However, <laughs> if they want to wear the men's shirt, they should wear the shirt. Maybe just tuck it in or something. That's yeah. how they probably yes. should have yeah. so gone about it. They the, didn't. <laughs> trying to find a balance between like professionalism but it unfortunately skewed very quickly into misogyny yes <laughs> absolutely so that was you know they I believe they have learned from their lesson yeah as um, we should all be allowed to do yeah yeah for sure for sure uh so we uh obviously our crowd and audience for last night didn't align with their views at all they were like I'm not going there anymore and this was at a time where uh we had um an Australia Day party coming up so it had uh make them suffer saris from over east pride lands from over east really big event taking over two venues and then we also had storm the sky playing at civic hotel Hmm. or we moved them to civic hotel i (laughs) jumped ahead in the story uh basically we had to move all these bands (laughs) yeah right out Um, of that venue to a place that they felt more comfortable playing yeah they just didn't want to play at there and I was like okay cool in hindsight um I probably would have told them to suck it up because contracts and all but yeah yeah, (laughs) I I mean as a promoter (laughs) and a producer though it's very difficult to to balance the idea of being like how does this look in terms of like public perception of you still running events there especially when you want them to be like queer friendly and focusing on like women empowerment and stuff and it's like does that still work here in this moment and then being like ah but I signed a piece of paper (laughs) yeah like (laughs) oh shoot like (laughs) yeah so So you're throwing bands just like you're spreading them out everywhere basically when that whole ordeal happened uh, I had a lot of venues hitting me up being like hey like if you need help uh, having bands or if you want to move your event to ours like here you go I was like oh Okay, now I've got to think about that. Are you still, like, 19 when this is going down? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, phew. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was going to say, like, as if it it wasn't a clusterfuck enough already. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would say, I don't even know how old. Probably, like, I would say about three, four years later, so about 23, 24. Still early 20s, though, like, still young enough for this to be, like, too much. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it was a lot, um... And I was like, well, I just got to deal with it, don't I? So luckily I um, had a meeting, I think, that same day or the next day with the Rosemount Hotel um, and we got we managed to fit a two-venue kind of thing into Rosemount Hotel main area. Mm. So we had like a double stage and at the back of the main area was like the smaller stage, like cute little hardcore stage, I guess. And then we had the big stage with like make them suffer Saris and all that. Mm. Um, it was kind of tough because obviously we were kind of hoping walk-ins would happen, but you know, shit happens. Yeah. 
Um, so, and then Storm the Sky was a bit earlier than that uh, event. So we moved them to Civic Hotel and that yeah. went really, really well. That was like their um, final show kind of thing. Ah, right. Yeah. So you were still able to pull it off under these extreme circumstances, but now you don't have like a, a fixed regular host of your shows. So where do you go from there? Yeah. So from there I was like, well, do I just like take a break from Amplifier and then still keep it there? But then I was like, mm, maybe it's just time for a change. Like maybe I'll just deal with it later. So we ended up moving it to Jack Rabbit Slims for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that's how I started working with all that crew and Boom Tick crew who also work with Lucy's Love Shack. Ah, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So this is, this is the seed. This is the <laughs> Yeah. So I really liked working with the people that work there. Um, the managers and staff are wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, but last night, just as the kind of thing that it was after a while, just didn't really work Thursday nights at Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah. It's a big venue. Um, there just weren't many walk-ins at that time. It just wasn't having it. So I was like, all right, let's just like cut this one out. Um, but I still want to work with you guys. And we did last night events every now and then at Lucy's. Yeah. And once I started working there more, I was like, yeah, this is a pretty dope venue actually. And I used to go there when it was Ampar a long (laughs) time ago, Um, probably during when I was like 19. (laughs) Of course, because you wouldn't go there when you were younger than 18. (laughs) No, no. um, Yeah, no. So I definitely knew the venue inside and out kind of thing. Um, But I knew it was very queer friendly. Mm. Um, You know, all the staff there were either queer or just kicked out dickheads that were being dickheads. Um, Seems like the bare minimum, but yeah. Yeah, literally, right. Um, (laughs) But I was like, okay, I want to work with you guys. Let's see what we can do. Mm. And the manager at the time, um, he was like, all right, so if you just give me party ideas or some ideas and stuff like that, you know, if you have any ideas, just send them to me and we'll see if we can make it work at the venue. I was like, all right, (laughs) I've got many ideas. Let's go. Um, so these are just kind of like ideas in the sense of either whole night ideas or like after band DJ kind of thing. And are you coming up with these ideas just based on the fact of like, this is what I want to see artistically in the scene and I'm not seeing it? Or are these just things that you're like, I'd go to this party? Oh, both. Absolutely. (laughs) Like I ain't gonna not go to a party that I put on. Like, (laughs) like I put it on so I can also go there. Um, but yes, also, so that perf even needed these particular events. Like some of them were just like fun, like little things. But um, specifically with Cherry Bomb, um, with, amongst all these ideas, they were just like kind of like, yeah, Lincoln Party Party, like whatever. Yeah. Or a, a band and whatnot. But the Cherry Bomb, uh, I was like, oh, all right, let's do a Spotify playlist. Let's do all the branding. Like I just had all these ideas for it because I really wanted it to work. Yeah. And I thought it can work as well. Um. And then my friend and I were, like, thinking of ideas for names. And she said Cherry Bomb. I was like, oh, that is a pretty good name, actually. Mm. So stuck with that one, sent it through to the venue. And they're like, yeah, actually, okay, yeah, let's do it. I was like, oh, my God, so I can make your venue gay for a night. (laughs) Awesome. Like, never would have thought Ambar could just, like, well, Ambar in my eyes could be, like, a gay 
venue for and a for night. And for people who <laughs> might not be super familiar with the concept behind Cherry Bomb, just to like sidetrack us for a second, yep. give us like the thesis of what the goal is of Cherry Bomb. Well, um, I had thought at the time, I, I was talking to friends at the time, like, what do you want like in the city? Like mm. there's like, we've got two venues that are gay friendly. <laughs> yes. What, like, surely there can be more, right? Or oh, no, what there... a saturated market. <laughs> oh, right. So what can we do? Um, so I asked my friends, like, what What about, like, punk emo? And it's just, like, gay-friendly. You guys would go to that. And they're like, obviously. Because, like, all at the time we would only hear top 40. Yeah. They're the same old, same old. But we would still, like, congregate, you know. Um, you know, support it somehow. But, uh, yeah, so I was like, wait, I run events. I can, I can just do this. <laughs> so the whole idea is essentially a punk emo alternative party that is queer friendly. So we call it alternative queer party. Yeah. We just have bands or DJs that play very band kind of stuff. So punk, emo, pop punk, all of that fun stuff. And then drag. Uh, I hadn't worked with drag performers or kind of cabaret performers. Um, during that time like ever so working singularly with people was different mm. <laughs> instead of dealing with five people at once or yeah <laughs> and some band manager who's like I represent these four people over here and you're like okay yeah yeah exactly Whereas like drag performers are like I represent myself <laughs> yeah which is awesome yeah. I was like this is pretty cool like you can represent yourself and do your own art and whatever um so why not and they Lucy's gave me uh, the first night and it was, oh, the day before Pride um, in November 2019. Mm. So I was first of all like, okay, wait, the first event you want me to do the day before Pride, <laughs> we haven't got any like audience really. Yeah. You're just, okay, I'll deal with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. And luckily it went off. Like it was awesome. Um I really wanted to make sure that the security knew, hey, if you hear any of these words said like slurs and stuff like that, mm. uh, kick them out immediately. I don't care at all. Kick them ah, out. Ah, okay. So that was really part of you like building a safer space for people because it's like a lot of the time there's a conversation around like, well, aren't all spaces queer spaces or are spaces queer and or straight spaces and all that sort of crap? But it's like the reason that we often say that there's only two uh, queer-friendly venues in Perth is because it, those are the places that have actively policies in place to look after their audience. For sure, exactly. So the first night, I, like, I had this kind of – I don't have the sheet anymore because it's <laughs> obviously a great venue. So I had this sheet where, like, just detailed for security and staff as well. Yeah. Look out for these things. If you see these things, kick them out. I don't actually care. Yeah. They paid entry, whatever. Sucks to be them. Um, and – the, like the bathrooms especially, we made sure that we had signs on there saying like just whatever bathroom you feel you identify as, go for it. Cool. I mean it's a bathroom. Like why yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what people need to do their thing. Yeah. Why do they need You're need serving drinks. So you gotta give people somewhere to pee. <laughs> yeah, right. Like more places to pee the better, I guess. <laughs> that isn't your, the alleyway. That's your whole like <laughs> motto. More places to pee. Yeah, fully. Um like, you know, the women's toilets is always, just always has a line everywhere. So, yes. like, just, 
just there's the one cubicle in the men's toilet I'll yes, just go there yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no one's there I promise <laughs> um but yeah like so that worked really well um that first night there weren't really any complications thankfully oh. um I asked everyone else I was like was there anything that you think we could improve on please let me know because I want to make sure that we yeah. provide a great night for you that's guys. great so you collected feedback from like the audience and the community who engaged in the space yeah exactly and um now it's just like known to be a queer friendly space which is really awesome. cool yeah. <laughs> now we have three venues <laughs> exactly I mean it's also like not that hard either to like make sure I'm like, so glad you said that because like it can people get quite tense about the idea that it's like it's really difficult to know extra words and not know things and it's like no language is forever evolving and we as people should be forever evolving and it's actually not really hard to just be decent to people yeah just don't be a dick like <laughs> it's as simple as that uh, yeah. like why are you going around you know hating people you could just like have a fun time yeah you could have a good night or you could <laughs> choose to have a bad night by being a prick fully exactly <laughs> Um, that's actually a really good spot for us to take a quick little break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And we are back. I'm still joined by the incredible Georgia. And before we went to our break, we were talking a little bit about um, our, uh, your experience producing and creating events in the scene um, for people like yourself. Uh, I'd love to backtrack just a little bit and talk about like how you interacted with the scene before you were able to create um, events for people like yourself, mm -hmm. um, for people in our community. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience interacting with the music scene prior to creating Cherry Bomb and creating your own events? Yeah, so basically it was, um, I was just a photographer taking band photos. Yeah. Uh, I was like that little redhead chick in the corner on the HQ, like, speaker kind of thing, <laughs> just with my hand up, taking photos, um, being a bit of a menace in that. However, like really good photos came out and people still wanted me to take photos of them. So I was doing something good. <laughs> so because of working in like creative side of things and then I started doing graphic design for all of the bands and stuff like that um, and then eventually booking them and whatnot, um, I got working like I don't think I was super out lesbian in the time that I was at HQ. I was just 
being myself. Like, I was just chilling. Yeah, um, you hadn't, like, gotten up on stage and be like, just so everyone's aware. Yeah, I'm a lesbian. Like, yeah, yeah that kind of thing, right? <laughs> like, a big sign. Don't need it. It's fine. Um, however, I most likely look like one that for sure. Um, <laughs> but, like, for me, I was not really into relationships in that sense. So that's why I think I just didn't bother coming out. Yeah. And I probably just didn't actually think about it. Yet I was probably very, very, very gay. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like on that, not that every workplace you enter into is even owed that information. Like you're at work. Yeah. Who gives Ex- a shit? This exactly. doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, so I just like got, just was myself, blah, blah, blah. And then I went into, uh, when I was like 18, got into Amplifier. I think uh, representation definitely matters because I obviously saw a lot more queer people but you know I don't think queer was even a time like a word at that time so it would have been like more a slur probably 20, yeah. 2015 ish it was just like it just wasn't even in the language well I guess it was it was I think a it, slur. it was a slur yeah yeah no one really reclaimed it at yeah. the time um so I you know I was 18 all that kind of thing so I got used to all that and then I think a lot of the men in the scene that I was really good friends with already were like, oh, okay, like, you're gay, like, cool. They were, like, really good about it all. I yeah. don't think I had a problem ever. Um, I mean, besides, like, the drunk people, like, the drunk guys coming up to you and trying to, like, turn you straight. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. And I'm like, how gay do I need to look? Come on. Um, but... Going, um, like, moving on from just, like, local kind of stuff, I had bands ask me to go on tour with them. Uh, so, like, a local band called Avira Skies at the time uh, took me on for their first tour over, nice. like, through uh, the East Coast, like, all the way up from Brisbane, Sydney, and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. And we're all in a van and a car together. So Deliciously to, close to each other. How fun. <laughs> yeah. Ew, <nah. laughs> Stinky. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was, I'm cool with that. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, we're just there to do a job and, yeah, and totally. have a bit of fun too. So I was, I think in the music scene, I was definitely put in as one of the bros. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm totally fine with that. Like, if we can get along as one of the bros, that's cool. Just don't hit on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, we're just here to do our job. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's exactly what happened. Like, we were just really good friends, that kind of thing. Um, had a decently successful tour and then got back home. And I had another opportunity come up, which was um, make them suffer on the Free Your Mind tour. Mm-hmm. And that was North Lane, Thy Artist Murder, Vale of Maya, Volumes. And make them suffer. Oh, my God. Yeah, all of that package all around Australia. And then, like, one or two local bands in each uh, town. Awesome tour. First Mm. of all, I froth volumes. It's one of my, like, favourite bands. So um, got together with Make Them Suffer and went on as their photographer for the tour. Um, I was very nervous as, like, being obviously one of the only women on the tour. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, actually, I lie. I wasn't the only one. Make Them Suffer had a keyboardist at the time who was a woman. Wow, one other person. How, (laughs) how, what privilege? (laughs) Exactly. So it was definitely a bro fest, a bit of a sausage fest. Um, But everyone was just 
chill. Like there were no problems with me on the tour. We went out partying and all of that on the off nights. Um, had super fun and got to like really bury down with volumes and Vela Mao, who I would never thought I could like be yeah, friends with. Wow. Um, but it made it I did have this thought like, okay, but what if I was femme presenting? Yeah. Um yeah, I was that just wouldn't be ask, the same story. <laughs> do you think that like your experience was probably quite a unique one because of the just because of the way you dress and the way it's like, okay, well that means that it's more mask presenting, which is like oh, I hate all of these terms anyway. For sure. For it's sure. all like just very, very frustrating. Um, meant that you had like a quote unquote better time than somebody who dressed differently wore it. For sure. Um I only say that because I've had people tell me stories yeah. um, of people more femme presenting being like, oh, well, I didn't have a good time in the music industry at yeah. all. And I'm like, damn, like that sucks. It really does suck because I'm a woman and being able to represent myself as a woman as well. Mm. However, like these other women can't have – uh, easy experience. Yeah. I mean, if anything screams that it's all just a construct and then it is, <laughs> it is literally your experience because yep. just by presenting masculine, even as like somebody's like, I am a woman, the end. Yeah. Even then being like masculinity saved me. Ew, that's weird yeah, and gross. Because yeah. I've, ne- I've never really thought of it like that. Of However, course. like obviously when you actually do think about it, you're like, oh, well, I guess, you know, these experiences are very, very different and unique. Um, but during my time, I was just doing myself and all of that thing and everyone was, yeah. you know, okay with my personality and whatnot. So it was fine. There was not a problem. Mm. And it's not something to be, like, ashamed about or, like, down about on yourself. Of, For sure. of course not. It's just an interesting thing to, like, as a concept to be, like, people who are masculine presenting, no, mand- no matter what their gender um, marker is, have a different experience to people who are femme presenting yep. no matter what their gender marker is. Yeah. Yeah. And in all of that as well, um, I kind of was like, where are, like, <laughs> the women in the industry? There needs to be more representation and also, like, queer representation at the same time. I mm. was just like, where is it? <laughs> Especially yeah. in Perth. Yes. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I, like, when people um, – might be an interesting take. Um, when festivals put out posters and then like for their lineups and then they're like, there's only like this many bands with X amount of women in it. Mm. I'm like 50-50 on that. I'm like, yeah, there should definitely be more for sure. However, like I don't know if there can ever be a 50-50. Like is that what we're trying to get at? Like should we just have diversity in general? I think that, I don't know, maybe it needs to be more in general. I would love to sit here and be like, we need to be in in a place where we're not sitting there with a fucking spreadsheet being like, (laughs) I have three women, I have three men, I have three non-binary. Like, fuck off. I don't want to hear about it, (laughs) about you literally sitting there ticking boxes because you're trying to win some sort of weird woke competition. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Like, what, what it is that? It makes no sense. I want you to hire incredible people because they're incredible people. Absolutely. Um, and their gender markets to not matter to you. And that should automatically mean that you've got more women on the lineup, that you have more queer people on the lineup, that you have, like, it, it should just be an automatic thing 
that happens. But I'm also incredibly aware that because of the way our ridiculous um, society happens to be set up currently is that to get to that place, we probably have to do a bit of the box ticking crap. For sure. Because otherwise promoters um, or producers even, and like I, as somebody who is produced shows, I'm talking to myself when I say <laughs> this, um, you can only book the people that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're a masculine guy who loves like these five bands because you grew up with them or because they're all your mates, chances are they look a lot like you because Mm -hmm. that's what you've been exposed to in the time that you've been producing shows. You have to actively dismantle that circle to get more people in. For sure. Absolutely. And another way that I look at it with those uh, festival posters, like, yes, we should definitely have more women and queer people on the stage. Hell yeah. Um, However, for myself, I'm not one to perform. Mm. And there are, behind the scenes, there are actually a lot of women and queer people working in the industry. Yeah. So setting up the stage, they've got a job now, like they can do that. Um, touring, even managers, like tour managers, um, you know, working merchandise, um, the band managers, everything like that seems to be a very much more um, female, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Driven? Yes, female-driven kind of workplace. And I think a lot of people tend to forget that women don't just need to perform on a stage to, like, show representation. They can do other things and yes. still help give representation. Mm. Yeah, I love I love that you said that because, like, any show is so much more than the 10 minutes that you see in a space. Mm-hmm. There's all the work that got us to that position. And maybe – a part of the solution is like highlighting people who work behind the scenes, but I don't even know if that's the answer because it's like, do, oh, yeah. do they want to be highlighted? Yeah, who I knows? Don't know. It's up to the people, <laughs> I guess, you know. It's Absolutely. up to them. But uh, I think um, like, yeah, we definitely need to give more opportunities for uh, women and queer people to even have a chance to play music on a stage. Mm. Um, I think that that's an interesting discussion, but I think it's more for uh, younger uh, like students and education and just getting more of those people interested so then they grow older and actually do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely that for sure. Um, but uh, like I think that's why, so like when I uh, did stuff at HQ, I was like, oh, okay, now I, w- I can actually be a part of the music industry but I don't have to perform on stage. Cool, I can actually do this. It's quite an interesting and, and probably quite a unique story for people to hear like, as somebody who, like who got to be a part of the scene as a teenager, which is like incredibly rare, afforded the chance to like have these experiences. Do you think that because of like the environment you were in, you were allowed to like make mistakes and that allowed you to like keep in the industry? Because a lot of the time as women, and I think, I think Ambar has mentioned this, it's like really hard for women to be allowed to make mistakes in the scene because as soon as we, as soon as we fuck up, that's kind of the end for us. And mm-hmm. I know that as a performer, that's like, you know, your biggest fear is like, I can't, yeah. I'm not allowed to mess up. Other people in other bands, go for it. You have mistakes, you have <laughs> moments, you grow and you get better. I will never make an error. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely had those thoughts in my head yeah. for me personally. Like, uh, just the, like one little mess up that, first of all, like no one would ever notice. Mm. I'm like, oh, no. Oh my God, everyone can do that. No, I, I messed it all up, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I definitely have an inner saboteur of that kind of thing that I'm trying to 
figure out. But um, yeah, I I probably have had an easier route um, making mistakes and being able to like carry on. But I think it can also be for me personally, if I make a mistake, like, oh, well, crap, let's not do that again. <laughs> um, and just like try and learn and be better and keep being better because I mean in the end we all do make mistakes it does suck when somebody makes a mistake and then like everything is gone forever yeah and as we were talking about at the start of this episode they they should people I mean amplifier example should be allowed to make the error make amends and become better Mm -hmm. without that like ruining their entire career and the pathway that you had should I would love that to be more people's stories where they were allowed to be like embedded in the industry and figure out what they wanted to do in that space mm-hmm. rather than the pathway just being like, well, if I'm not this, then I can't be here. Yeah, exactly. And just like there's so many other jobs to do in the, and be a prominent person in the music industry mm-hmm. and be able to like meet your favourite bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Like – you don't have to be on stage. You can do other things. Yes, and, and it's implement. actually so important too. Yes, <laughs> it's a great way to implement change because we often think of like the people who, especially um, queer performers, we go like, who are the leading people for queer entertainment? And it's like, well, okay, well, it's like these people in the world of drag, these people in the world of music, blah, blah, blah. And we don't often think of like the incredible people who like literally run that scene. Yeah. <laughs> and create those spaces for all of these yeah. amazing performers to be on in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Like, just put on your own events if you don't see anything that you want to go to. I mean, like, I say that, like, oh, you can just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there is a lot of effort involved. However, yeah. like, if you've got an idea and there's not anything even happening already, Get a bunch of your friends together, like put on a little show or something, start small and then go from there. Yeah. And I think that what's so great about queer entertainment especially is there's always someone for you to reach out to and yeah. be like, I have this idea. I haven't seen it anywhere yet. Do you think it's it's viable or not? And you'll probably get a response from somebody who's like, fuck yeah, do it. Yeah, or if anything, they'll just work with you. Yeah, like, fully. I'll be like, yeah, dope, I'll help you out. Let's put it together I think the good thing about Perth is um we are like a bit behind in a sense I guess from the rest of the world like we're always stuck in the 80s as they say (laughs) um but I think it works in our favor because first of all we can see everyone else and like do what like see what they're doing but I like to me it's like um the California of Australia we're just we're just like we're a bit slow but we're we're having fun. <laughs> we're having fun doing our own thing, and it is quite I like a diverse place. If you think about it, there are a lot of different events in Perth that are like catered to so many niche groups. Mm. Uh, there could always be more, yeah, obviously. <laughs> However, like the fact that um, before doing Cherry Bomb, there were only two gay clubs. Yeah, And every, I mean, I'd be okay going to every other venue, but I know a lot of people don't feel safe. So only mm-hmm. two at the time. And then did Cherry Bomb. And after Cherry Bomb, there seemed to be a resurgence of just all these queer friendly little pop-up events. Mm. And like just that, seeing that in itself is awesome because they're yeah. doing their own thing. Um, however, uh, doing Cherry Bomb on 
in 2019 and then months later, uh, COVID hit. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very, very different experience. Um, But on Cherry Bomb, just because it is something that you've created, all of these experiences that you had and the stories that you'd heard from other people, it kind of puts your event in like a little pressure cooker in a way, in the sense that it's like, these are all of my experiences. Now I turn up the heat and this is what comes out of it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I've managed to meet so many different kinds of artists through Cherry Bomb, which is amazing. Um, If I see, like, we have the little competitions um, where we have drag performers or any kind of performance. If you want to sing, cool. Uh, Basically, you do one performance and if the crowd uh, loves you at the end, then have a chance at a cash prize mm-hmm. um at the moment we've got it as competition and then the top two lip sync battle yeah cool for the crown um which is fun it's cute um but that's when i can see like little baby drag performers just yes. trying it out yeah um giving it a hot go and you can really see some people have amazing talent that just needs to grow a little bit and they yeah. can really get somewhere um, that kind of thing, I'm like, this is awesome to see because I can help those performers grow if they want. Fully. And I mean, nothing speaks to a place's ability to be a safe space than for its ability to have baby drag or like people who are trying something out mm-hmm. for the first few times, um, which is essentially what, what we mean when we say the word baby in front of these performers. For, uh, anyone who yep. doesn't, for anyone who doesn't know, it's somebody who's like trying the art form for like in their first few times. Like an amateur. Yeah, like yeah. A, like an amateur spot, which means like you may not have like the resources or accessibility to like have the most amazing costume in the world or you might not be there with your makeup yet or mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. But it really speaks to your ability to be a safe space if someone's like, I don't have access and I am just starting out in this field but I feel like I can get on this stage and still perform. Yeah, fully. Um, Very cool. I, I also like that's drag, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. starting out with like nothing or just messing around. Like you're not going to be the most amazing makeup queen mm. straight away, right? Yes. Like anything that we have done, like hobbies or skills, we're not really that great at the start. Like mm. we might have like some, I don't know, genetic crazy thing and then you're really good at it straight at winged away, eyeliner. Right? You're just immediately good at winged eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Like you can just whip out Mozart and just do it. Okay. All right. Okay. But, you know, most of the time we start off not really good and then we get better. Hence when we look back at our own work and we're like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. But we're in a better place now because of our mistakes and all the – crappy stuff yes. that we did in the past. Yeah, um, completely. I wasn't a great photographer at the start. That is for sure. Um, <laughs> and that really is bad. fine. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And that is okay. Um, so helping these um, baby drag performers just get a spot, just do your thing, have fun, mm. and the crowd will love you anyway. Like they cheer you on regardless. So that's all you need. And I wanted to make sure that there was a space where you – I mean, sometimes we have themes, so, like, hey, like, just make sure that it's on theme. Yeah. But most of the time it's very open. Do whatever you want. I don't really care as long as it's not hurting anyone in any (laughs) sense. um, Do it. Hell yeah. And if you can just, like, do your own arts and crafts on stage and perform, do your own thing, hell yeah, awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's um like I said, it's a benefit to the space if you can show them that this is your community and they're here for, for you now and they'll be here for you when you're allowed to be on a bigger stage too. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to um, drag performers to feel like, oh, I need to do these particular songs to make the crowd make sure I win or like I can only do these yeah. ones. Um, just do your own thing, have fun. If you lose, you lose. It's okay because first of all, the crowd was cheering you the heck on. Mm. You were killing it and – you got tons of videos now. Oh my god, all the content. <laughs> yes, which is obviously something that people need when they're beginning as well. Is that they need some sort of wealth bank of content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, unfortunately, yeah, I'm like, oh, I hate doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, which is yeah, it sucks because it's um, it just means that it's just a revolving door of like doing gigs to get content to get content <laughs> to do more gigs and it breaks my brain in half. <laughs> yeah, fully, fully. But I fully love what you said before, which is like. And if you lose, it means nothing about your craft. Yeah, exactly. Like we still love your craft. Um, like if you want critiques and stuff like that, definitely go up to like other drag performers or managers and stuff like that. Mm. Like in Cherry Bomb, we will give you the criticism that like isn't rude. <laughs> oh, fully. Yeah. <laughs> like if you want it, we can tell you, okay, like maybe just try this and this and this. Mm. Um work a little bit on that and we'll see like see where it goes next time yeah that's really good because it doesn't leave people without but it also doesn't force um criticism or constructive criticism down somebody's throat if they Mm. aren't ready for it or available to it in that moment because like sometimes when you're in those sort of environments you'd be like I would love feedback not right now (laughs) I'm not in a space where I can accept that right now next week (laughs) yeah exactly and that's completely fair like and it don't expect to like change everything super quick and then be amazing. Like it's just take yeah. your time. Yeah. It's all about time, honestly. And when it comes to that sort of feedback, it's all subjective anyway. And that too. Art yeah. is subjective. Like yeah. drag is art and art is subjective as Dragula loves to say. Yes, consistently, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Ever since I heard that term, I was like, oh, so true. Like, yes. We're all just really art critics. Like, Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, And for some reason we – um, have this weird thing inside of us that makes us go, and I am the critic and you will listen to me and I am the be all and end all <laughs> of like your answer of why you're not winning this week. And it's like none of yeah, none of this matters. No, exactly. None of this matters and you have to lose to win. Yeah. As long as you're having fun doing what you do, like keep doing it. If you're not having fun, there's you probably should relook at why you're doing such thing. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, oh, should I even be doing this? Maybe I should get an actual job. (laughs) (laughs) A real career. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then I was like, that's boring. (laughs) It's not for me. Um, So sometimes you just got to push through. Yeah. I love that. Let's finish on sometimes you just got to push through. Um, Let everybody know where they can find your awesome work or the shows that you put on so that everybody can get down and see them. Yeah, sweet. So my website is getweird.com.au. At the moment it's um, going – we're changing like domains and stuff. So I don't think at the moment it works. It might. Um, I'll link it in the show notes and whatever is accurate at the time, (laughs) that's what people can click on. Yeah, there or – Georgia Sassenfeld, basically on anything. Um, and that's no I in my last name. Um, 
Cherry Bomb Perth or Cherry Bomb Party on TikTok is another one. Trying to get that going. Um, Fingers in all the pies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, What else? Uh, We do have um, a party called As If where it's a uh, Y2K dance party. Um, It's heaps of fun, but we're taking a break at the moment for it. Uh, But I'm thinking of putting it somewhere new seeing where that goes eventually in time so keep an eye out for that one basically if you're interested in any of the stuff we've talked about today have a look at the show notes you'll find the websites you'll find a party near you so you can get weird yeah exactly (laughs) that's not the domain anymore then that joke's fucked (laughs) yeah yeah nah it'll it'll be it's just like at the moment you try and search it it's like oh this isn't coming up (laughs) yeah right so it's a bit like seo yeah, I'm, uh, I'm nonsense, changing yeah. over to um, Squarespace. So give this is that. not a plug for Squarespace. Yeah, it's not a plug. It's not, unless you want to pay me, <laughs> in which case it is a plug for Squarespace. Yeah, yeah, fully. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for letting us know about like the production side of things. It's really important for everyone to get their brains around. And I will hear, I won't hear from any of you because that's not how podcasts work. <laughs> I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to WA Expose. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. Yeah, you We'd still be show like up shady. In, yeah, you show like, up in the spaces that are safe for you, <laughs> even if you're not having a good time. <laughs> yeah, like criticize it all and then we'll still be there though. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.